And I'm going to tell you why Jeezy still needs to apologize. We got Biggie versus Tupac. Nas versus Jay-Z. Ja Rule versus 50. Drake versus Pusha T. Jeezy versus Gucci. All epic beefs. What do they all have in common? All epic beefs. Rap beefs are what make the so-called rap world go round. Without rap beefs, I'm not sure if we would have the kind of music that we would have today. No other genre of music is as competitive as hip-hop and rap artists. And we can go into why rappers are so competitive, but that would be a whole nother episode for another day. Young Jeezy and Gucci Mane have been at each other's necks for about 15 years. Not only are the two Atlanta's most popular artists, but for the past 15 years, they've probably been the most influential artists to indirectly breed these new Atlanta artists, and not just Atlanta, but rappers all over America. Chicago, New York. Um, they're just extremely influential with their flair, their charisma, their creativity. Jeezy and Gucci have perfected that trap genre, and in my opinion, it really started with that 2000 hit song, So Icy. This would be the first time that I would be introduced to them, the two Atlanta-based rappers. Uh, the song in my opinion, was a hit. It's a classic trap song. I thought Gucci Mane was so cool. The first time I heard the song was actually not on the radio, but it was on video on BET. Gucci had the fly Cartier glasses, that Atlanta Braves jersey. Dude was just fly. The vocals were amazing, provided by Boo from the group Boo and Gotti, who were signed to Cash Money. And the beat was Produced by Zaytoven. He's originally from the Bay Area, but he moved out to uh, Atlanta just to do music and cut hair. And, of course, you had Jeezy's verse. Um, and, and Jeezy was, you know, he did his thing. Like, his verse was cool. And, of course, you know, Gucci had the fresh edge up. Like, ain't nobody had no fresh edge up back then. Like, that, that thing was fresh. Anyways, after the song caught on... Uh, with rap friends, rap fans across America, the album, it was time for albums. So, Jeezy thought he would have the album on his song, on his album, but, you know, the producer said he made the beat in the song for Gucci, and Jeezy was really just a feature, but Jeezy probably had the bigger name. He previously worked with Puff Daddy and was in the group Boys in the Hood, and they had a pretty popular song which Jeezy had the first verse on. But he never got the song on his album. And in my opinion, Gucci was the bigger star in the song. His flow and his demeanor really made the song cool. Anyhow, Jeezy never got the song on his album, Thug Motivation 101, and it was featured on Gucci Mane's debut album, Trap House. Now, unless there was something that I don't know, Jeezy said that he never got his royalties from the song. Even though the song came out in April, uh, and they dropped the video, I think, in May, 
Jeezy released a diss song May 9th called Stay Strapped to the ASAP, to T.I.'s ASAP beat where he dissed Gucci Mane pretty disrespectfully. Now, eight years later, Gucci would come out with a song called The Truth and he would, you know, address that Gucci Mane had sex with his former girlfriend. Um, and I guess they had some radio interviews. They was going back and forth. Um, so that's why, that's what prompted Young Jeezy to do this, 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 this song called Stay Strapped to, you know, go in on Gucci Mane. And like I said, the song, it really sounded personal. It sounded like it was just deeper than Miss Royalties on a two-month-old song. And at the end of the song, he really was just talking smack about Gucci, uh, saying that his jewelry was fake and that that Jacob wasn't made by Jacob. He had a Jacob watch. You know, back then, everybody was rocking the Jacob watches. Um, but he also said that he had a 10K uh, bounty on Gucci's So Icy Chain. For some reason, Jeezy really just had a <laughs> a thing with the So Icy. Like, I think in the song, he said something about, you ain't so icy, you so something. I don't know. Um, but of course, Gucci responds back with his own record called Round One, which he played last night in the verses. Uh, he called him a fake gangster and, you know, some more stuff. But the beef will go a little bit deeper May 19th when Gucci was chilling with a little shorty. Uh, then four men rushed in, and the shorty was like a stripper, I guess, and they rushed in the crib, and Gucci, out of fear of his life, shot one of the dudes that was trying to rob him, and he ended up dying. The dude's name that died was Pookie Loke, obviously a crip, but not only was he a crip, which Jeezy is a member of the infamous gang as well, Pookie was signed to Jeezy's label, CTE, and the events are pretty much detailed in a song called 745, a Gucci Mane classic, and in the truth as well. And the truth, I think he plays the uh, the police thing, whatever they call that, the 911 call. So there you have it. The beef with Gucci is clear. Gucci and Jeezy. Jeezy indirectly or directly hired someone to rob Gucci's chain, uh, either him dead or alive. Jeezy never admitted to it and has never apologized about what happened, so... Everyone is basically choosing sides now again because last night they, you know, pulled in 2 million views on the verses. And you have some diehard Jeezy fans, you have some diehard Gucci fans, you have some diehard fans of both. Now, as a grown man, I'll never call myself a fan of anyone. I just appreciate the art and acknowledge their work. Uh, when I was a kid, yes, I was a fan. And in this case, both of these artists came out when I was a kid. And at the time, I was really into this type of stuff. And I was a diehard Gucci fan. I had every mixtape and I knew every song by heart. I still bumped Jeezy, but not like I bumped that Gucci stuff. So, I'm not saying there's a bias on here, but, you know, like I said, I was a big fan of Gucci. And I still like Gucci. I still listen to the music. I still listen to Jeezy. Actually, The Recession 2 is actually a pretty good album. Uh... The Recession, the original Recession, the first one, the first installment is actually my favorite album of Young Jeezy, and The Recession 2 is actually pretty good, um, just with everything going on, and he, 
Jeezy really knows how to tie in that that politics with his with his raps and and really connecting, you know, that type of audience and those type of listeners. Um, they say Jeezy is on his uh quote unquote grown man and Gucci is still living in that kid world, you know. Uh, I could see that, but at the same time, uh, you know, Gucci, <laughs> Gucci has come a long way. Even if he's still in that quote-unquote kid world, Gucci has come a long way. And I say this because, like I said, when I was 15, 14, 16 years old, I was listening to him and bumping him and, you know, kind of just, I listened to the music. And everything is really in the music. Uh, you can hear the growth and the type of songs that Gucci is doing now uh, in contrast to the songs and the type of music he was doing back then. Um and the hit songs that he was doing back then, Gucci was doing a lot of drugs, and pills, and lean. You know, Jeezy really wasn't on that like that. If he was, he wasn't doing it like Gucci was. So, you know, like I said, he didn't come a long way. Uh, so, and you know, uh, a lot of people saying Gucci was acting immaturely. I don't think so. I think he was just finally getting everything off his chest. This was a perfect situation. Fans of Jeezy and fans of Gucci all tuned in. He wanted to let everyone know the truth, and Jeezy was going to have to respond. Gucci could have died that night, and instead he had to take someone else's life. He literally took somebody's son, somebody's friend, maybe even somebody's father, I'm not sure, but killing a human being to save your own life is still a shocking experience. So Gucci played his disc records, and Jeezy didn't. Uh, Jeezy talked about owning half of Atlanta, quote-unquote, and Jeezy talked about his outfit and his jersey. It was fun hearing the DJs go back and forth, and it was a good time. They performed so icy for the first time since the video came out, I think, and they settled their beef in the end, and I feel it was genuine. I don't think they'll do music um, and be friends, but I do think Gucci finally got things off his chest. Um, and in my opinion, I think Jeezy still needs to apologize to Gucci Mane because like I said, directly or indirectly, you put out a bounty on him, and he could have died, and instead someone of your clique died, and you had to pay for somebody's funeral and talk to somebody's mom and do all that behind closed doors. I know you didn't want to talk about the situation or talk about the situation because that would be self-incriminating on you and all that, blah, blah, blah. It's just music, but look, that that I think it's wild. I think it's crazy that they was even in the same building, um, but they did it, and it was cool, they settled it, now all these memes, <laughs> my favorite meme was with the future, talking about Gucci Mane, <laughs> and settled they beef, so why can't we uh, <laughs> settle all our differences or whatever, so uh, it's, it's going to take a, it's going to be a conversation on social media for the next couple of days, so I'm sure. Um, I was into it. I was tuned in. That was my first versus. Um, and I think it was pretty good. I think it was fun to watch. I sat there and really watched the whole thing. Probably won't ever watch another one unless it's like somebody that I'm interested in. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, I just wanted to <clears throat> put my two cents in. And this is Believe Truth and Fact. You already know what time it is. Make sure y'all tune in. Of course, it's your boy, K. Lou. <sighs> Bitch ass nigga. Fuck nigga wearing Jerry curls in the sophomore year. Nigga, he was a old nigga. We know.